views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Welcome to the lunchtime. It is uh, currently, it's 12.06 on this Tuesday. Folks, we have made it to December. What a year it has been. We're in the final month of 2020. Again, good afternoon. It is John DePietro. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's right here on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And as I said, you can always listen online at the website, petro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, the Christmas season is underway, and they have everything you need for to decorate your home. Balsam, Frasier fir, cut trees, 3 feet, 12 feet, potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inches to 60 inches sizes. Think of that. It's a huge wreath. That they have the ability. You know, a lot of people are really going all out this Christmas season. Folks, let's face it. It's limited what we can do. But you can. What you can do is decorate your home or decorate your business, whatever it may be. But to be festive, they also have um, hanging baskets and all different types of uh, mistletoe. And cut greens, decorative pots, cemetery baskets. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Take a ride. Rhode Island's number one garden center. This is where I will be getting my live Christmas tree again this year. We had it last year and uh, actually every year. And, folks, it's so terrific. And what I like about it is it, it, I mean, it lasts well if you wanted to. It could last up until Valentine's if you wanted to. But they also have Christmas caps, gift certificates are available. They're open every day. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Look for them on Facebook, and then also their website is prmaterials.shop. But they have also a number of different unique Christmas crafts and different things that you can get. They're waiting for you at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's John DePietro, uh, 1208 in the Ocean State on this on this Tuesday as, as COVID is really becoming the big story. And we have updates on that. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. Uh, remember, we do Facebook Live this time. And then we're going to wait and see. I'm, I'm following a story that I, I may be covering later today. I'm not sure about it. But um, during the course of the pause, the pause, and we're in the pause right now. <coughs> Excuse me, not COVID. P-A-U-S-E. Um, the, the COVID numbers are, are really... Uh, increasing Now, we're also going to be monitoring as we speak right now. And I want to say good afternoon to everyone, uh, whether in Bellingham or Franklin, everyone, Attleboro, uh, even into Foxborough, so many listeners into Massachusetts. Uh, we will monitor Governor Baker's giving his update. Governor Raimondo, Governor Gina Raimondo, her update is coming up on Thursday, of which I will be there. And remember, if you have a question for the governor, please visit the website to petro.com. And you just hit contact John and uh, and try to, you know, get me uh, the question that way. Some people, you know, there has to be a question. Last week, for those of you who caught it, there was actually one reporter uh, who his question was five minutes. Question was five minutes long. That's not in counting the answer. But you just go to the website, topetro.com. And by the way, at topetro.com, COVID turns Rhode Island red. You can read the story there, folks. And is Rhode Island ready for the pause? I mean, right now. It is um, it's really stunning just how high the numbers 
are going. But you can read all about it at dipetro.com. And remember, dipetro.com, brought to you by Liberty Mobility. Uh, they have those power scooters for people, Liberty Mobility. And all veterans receive a 15% discount. You can log right through direct link or call Liberty Mobility. Get back your Liberty with Mobility, 401-827-8800. Paul Long, they have a a great showroom, 5 Church Street in West Warwick, Liberty Mobility, 827-8800. But the big story, obviously, is what's going on with COVID. Now, as we speak, the field hospital has its first patients, both the field hospital in in uh, in Cranston and also the convention center. They're getting their first patients. So now I also see, and there is someone, um, I see him on CNN, and uh, he's at Brown University, and he wrote a piece, our hospital setting home more sick COVID patients. Yes, says the Brown University expert. This was in the Providence Journal. As hospitals fill up around the country, They're sending home a higher percentage of patients to recover on their own. Dr. Aisha Giardine of the Brown University School of Public Health writes on Twitter, something funny happening with COVID hospitalizations, he wrote. The percentage of COVID patients getting hospitalized is falling, he notes. My theory, as hospitals are filling up, the bar for admission is rising. So a patient who may have been admitted four weeks ago now they get sent home. The change doesn't affect just COVID patients, but patients with other conditions such as heart problems, other infections. The pandemic has forced doctors to make difficult choices on who should be admitted and who should be sent home. Now, we don't know whether or not if that affects the field hospitals. We do know that right now, uh, whether people realize it or not, I'm seeing also uh, some to uh, Governor Mundo put nine months ago today, Rhode Island had our first case of COVID-19. In the past nine months, we've seen the incredible strength, resilience. Uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. But um, the situation right now, if you look on DePetro.com, where the New York Times has that map, it's uh, it's really extraordinary. Just be, maybe because we're so dense, because our it, it doesn't make sense, folks. But, but so often we follow Massachusetts and Connecticut, just based on where we are in the region. You know, economically, they used to say that if um, if Massachusetts sneezes, Rhode Island catches a cold or something like that. If Rhode Island, something like that. But anyhow, so it doesn't really make sense why we are so much in the red. Now, Massachusetts and Connecticut, they do have red areas in places like New York do. But it is a little odd that our um, numbers are seemingly so much higher but again there's this doctor he wrote proportions getting hospitalized i want to just read exactly um uh for months you could predict new hospitalizations taking cases seven days prior multiplying by 3.5 3.5 one in 29 of those diagnosed today will be hospitalized about seven days later not all states report new hospitalizations formula takes that into account so he had this formula he was working at He said, let's look at data. October 15th, there were 53,000 new cases. On October 22nd, you'd expect 1,844 hospitalizations. What was it actually? 1855, a little bit over that. So far, so good. On November 1st, there were 80,000 new cases. On November 8th, you'd expect 2,804 new hospitalizations. What was it actually? 2,604, a little less, but fine. November 15th, 
This is, again, the expert from Brown University. 146,000 new cases. On November 22nd, you'd expect 5,111 new hospitalizations. But there's only 3,670 He says, I'm ignoring the data from last week, Thanksgiving, messiness, so forth. But here's the fact. Over much of September, October, you could look at cases, predict how many get hospitalized. In November, that number's starting to fall. Um, Initially, 3.2% by November 8th. November 15th drops to 3%. This is important. November 22nd drops to 2.5. November 29th down to 2.1. What's going on? What does it mean? Maybe more testing means we're picking up more cases. No. Percent tests rising, blah, blah, blah. So the number of cases being missed is climbing. Proportions should go up instead. What do you expect? So here's what's happening. Doctors' threshold for admissions is likely going up. In early October, with plenty of beds, a COVID patient who's clinically borderline likely gets admitted to ensure they're doing okay. By November 15th, beds are in short supply. That person's going home. Of course, critically ill patients always get admitted, but over time, marginal admission starts disappearing. And as hospitals get fuller, what is defined as marginal keeps changing until you only admit the sickest folk. Folks, that's what appears to be happening. Bottom line, one in three people who have been admitted on October 1st aren't being admitted by November 22nd. That's a big change. I repeat, one in three a third now who were been admitted on October 1st, they're not being admitted on October on November 22nd. And given big and rise in test positivity, it's, it's probably even much higher. We're admitting half the COVID patients we would have admitted October 1st. Is this a problem? If those people don't need hospitalization, is this bad? On October 1st, we would have said they need hospitalization. So need, the word need is fluid. This is very important. First time I'm hearing this, by the way. Here's the other key issue. The evidence suggests many of these people now being sent home will likely do worse at home. Some may be okay. Others will come back sick or even die at home. Even one more thing. When hospitals fill up, threshold for admission for everything goes up. Everything, COVID and non-COVID, is, is affected. So borderline admission for heart failure person now goes home so this is important for many people that still are not taking and i I, you know i'm I'm not trying to convert people that don't take it serious but i want you to listen to what they're saying because this does affect everyone even those people for whatever reason that don't take the whole covid thing seriously um everything is affected as the hospitals admissions rise so borderline admission for heart failure person goes home If the hospitals open, they would have kept them overnight. Person with infected leg, where you prefer antibiotics in the hospital, they go home with oral antibiotics. This is what's happening in hospitals across America right now. This is not doctors being cruel. It's with fewer and fewer beds, the the threshold for hospitalizations for anyone is rising likely means more people are suffering getting worse or even dying at home all because hospitals are already full so what's the bottom line we can see in the data they're likely admitting far fewer covid patients than we would have two months ago likely 
likely due to very full hospitals. Because political leaders have politicized mask wearing, social distancing, it's a travesty. That's what he is saying. Um, hospitalizations are not static thing. When hospitals get full, by definition, you can't hospitalize all the people you'd like to hospitalize. And many who would benefit from being in the hospital suffer because only the very sickest get a bid. Everyone else goes home. So that is um, really interesting what he is. And he is the first person, by the way, that I'm seeing that is uh, pointing this out. But, folks, this is something why right now with the field hospitals starting to have patients, why this is so significant. So. Again, if you log on to DePetro.com and you can see the story, COVID turns Rhode Island red, <clears throat> it is pretty dramatic. Where um, And this was from the New York Times where you see the map and you see most of the map is yellow, especially in the Maine and uh, parts of New Hampshire and Vermont and a big part of like upstate New York. And then you start to, I don't know if it would show over the um, the camera we have, but Rhode Island is, and then parts of parts of Mass, like the North Shore of, of Massachusetts, is definitely more red. But Rhode Island, I don't think it can. I think you can see it. Rhode Island's really red. Like Rhode Island's really red, and even Connecticut isn't red like Rhode Island is. So it's um, it's far more severe. By the way, it was also on the national news last night that uh, they mentioned Rhode Island opening the field hospitals. So it, it's definitely. Uh, more serious. And I recognize folks with this, this whole thing, you know, when they announced the pause were coming, some people thought, like, how much longer does this have to go? And uh, but the Rhode Island field hospitals are admitting their first patients. The virus right now, it does seem it's it seems to be raging is the best way, I think, to describe it. Now, we will give you the latest on the the uh, the vote totals. And obviously, uh, President Trump and those efforts are are continuing. And and also, we are going to check in again with Representative Bob Lancia, who on his own is doing a lawsuit and um, and trying to get to the root of the Rhode Island voting, of which they won't allow them to see the mail ballots. And I, I also want to remind people, it, it's it's very frustrating. I was speaking to someone from uh, law enforcement. And again, folks, right now at 1220, good afternoon, it's John DePietro. It is the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought by Henry Oil. This heating season, call Henry Oil. Make the switch. Make them your oil provider today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery since 1947, a Rhode Island success story. It's Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today at 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, whether it's automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, oil burner service and installation you can depend on henry oil 401-521-0200 lori carmine they're just fantastic folks give them a call today 401-521-0200 for henry oil again um the story and i'm gonna have another update on the the local situation with covid on the website depetro.com that's where we're posting everything don't forget depetro.com um, we have great sponsors on the website. It's been a record year, by the way, on the website, to Uh Brought to you by Surplus Provisions. 
Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Folks, we are not out of the civil unrest just yet. And it's surplus provisions. I encourage everyone to go to this unique store. It's the only one like it in the state. People from other states uh, come into Rhode Island to go to surplus provisions. Pontiac Avenue in Cranston where they have body armor. They have ammo. They have pepper spray, food storage. Uh, stop it and see Tanya and Frank. They're just terrific. Surplus provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. But the COVID situation in Rhode Island right now. Now, keep in mind, now the Governor Ramundo, Governor Ramundo press briefing is coming up on Thursday. Uh, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is going on right now. But then also um, something to watch is and the Rhode Island Department of Health points this out is the fact that the the whole situation for anyone that is exposed that they believe that maybe came down with COVID, um, it, there is a delay of seven to ten days. So anyone that that got it over Thanksgiving and right now, Doctor Burks mentioned she thinks anyone that traveled over Thanksgiving has come down with it. I repeat. She thinks anyone that traveled, Dr. Burks now, anyone that traveled over Thanksgiving thinks you somehow got it either in the airport or in the airplane, even though they're saying that it was safe to travel. They think uh, now that people, so that's going to really put the number of cases uh, going going um, much, much higher. But it does take seven to ten days, meaning we're really not going to see anyone that traveled over Thanksgiving. You're probably fine this week. It's really next week that we're going to start to see some of it. So um, it, it is the surge that's going on right now. Doctors say they're experiencing the surge firsthand. And right now they are saying that it, it is like patients, most COVID patients you see there for three to seven days, depending on what their uh, symptoms started. Around day seven to ten, they tend to get a little bit worse. So we start them on the medicine if they can. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're really having a lot of the doctors doing interviews right now to kind of um, set people straight just how difficult this thing is, is going to get. But, but keep in mind, with, with Thanksgiving, we're really not going to see some of the effects of that until, until next week. So as bad as this week seems to be getting, and it does seem to be getting worse, you know what's funny is I am hearing from some people, we had someone yesterday saying, if it's so bad, how come Governor Armando's not doing a press briefing every day? Now, folks, this is, that's different. I mean, we go from some people complaining the governor's having too many press briefings to suddenly now the governor's, you know, uh, feels, Governor Armando and her team feel that they're getting information out to the public by just doing it once a week. Now, she also does sit down with Channel 12 on Tuesday. And the governor was doing something on um, on Channel 10, I think on Wednesdays. Maybe they don't do that anymore. But my point is, it's, it's not as if people don't have um, access to the information. But I, I think just a big part of this is there's only so much they can do. If they tell people, try to stay home. The virus is everywhere. Um, you know, wash your hands, distance and mask. If people decide not to do it, uh, they, there's very little, if anything, there's nothing more they can do. Right. You get the directions. Here's what you're going to do. And then you're just like off on your way. There are some people at this point 
that still just don't want to follow for whatever reason, but just don't want to follow the instructions. And and I I don't think there is anything they can do to kind of um, reach to reach those people, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show at twelve twenty five. Now I will give you the latest on President Trump coming up, but it is brought to you by J Perry Paving. Now listen, you can't um, you know we really shouldn't be traveling. And you're encouraged to stay at home. I do see a lot of people saying, you know, why not at least invest in your home? (coughs) Excuse me, not a COVID cough. J. Perry Paving, letter J. They always provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. Uh, They stay on schedule, all projects. J, letter J, jperrypaving.com. They offer free estimates for any project, and you can give them a call today at 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Maybe now is the time, whether it's a new paving project or a cracked driveway, J. Perry Paving, give them a call, get a free quote, and maybe just get your driveway repaved. You know, asphalt is affordable. It is smooth and safe to drive on. It's aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled and reused. J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. Letter J, J. Perry, J. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Free quote. Find them online and also on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Now, I want to play, folks, um, last hour when we had on Donna Perry. Also, by the way, I just want to look at the weather forecast. It's going to be pretty mild. It's going to be mild for, I mean, today it's it's basically 60 degrees or right around there this afternoon. And then all week, um, you know, at nighttime it dips down a little bit, but it's still pretty mild weather. And the reason I mention that. Uh, when you get into the high 40s uh, during the course of the day, uh, it, it's good to work outside is what I mean. So for people that work outside or need to work outside or you want to have something done like a paving project, this is uh, very good weather for it. A Yankee tree, give them a call. You need some uh, trees trimmed. Um, maybe you had some damage over the course of, boy, that was quite a storm last night. But I want to play last hour with Donna Perry. And we have that. We'll have that posted on the website, Petro.com. She mentioned, and this was a very good point, yesterday, people were upset that Andrea Mitchell was on MSNBC. And the person that put this out put, why does MSNBC still employ Andrea Mitchell? Andrea Mitchell was on MSNBC on a panel and discussing the fact that, and, and I want to just add context of this, because she was the one that brought up the fact that the Biden people... He supposedly fractured his foot on Saturday, supposedly playing with his dog. Now, that's what the Biden people are saying. The media didn't know about it until Sunday. So you're talking about a 78-year-old man. Now, we're supposed to take their word for it that he was supposedly playing with his dog and fractured his foot. Now, I know a lot of dog owners. I don't know of anyone that fractures their foot playing with the dog. I one time broke my ankle playing basketball. That was now nine years ago. I was playing basketball in a men's league on Sunday mornings and I someone knocked me off my feet. I landed right on the side of my right ankle and I had to wear a boot. So 
Andrea Mitchell yesterday brings this up, and the panel was very, very uncomfortable. But this is very significant. I want to play it for you because she was being criticized, and we talked about it last hour, but here it is from yesterday. And you, Mish, uh, train back to the president-elect and the injury he suffered Sunday. Uh, it was also notable, you know, he fell playing with his dog, Major, we're told, on Saturday. Told. It wasn't until Sunday that the White House pool uh-uh. knew that he was going somewhere, and then it turned out to be a doctor for an x-ray and then they needed more imaging so ct scans the boy is forthcoming as you would hope they would be with the press pool that's supposed to cover it now that is a very legitimate point by andrea mitchell yesterday and msnbc and why that's so significant is donna perry was mentioning last hour folks the people in the panel were visibly upset and angry and they couldn't believe and caught off guard she was actually mentioning this because that the attitude, it's not your imagination, has almost become, hey, Andrea, like, what's the story here? This is, this is supposed to be all positive press for Biden. Like, you know, this isn't Trump anymore. What, like, why are you mentioning this? What's your problem? Why are you talking about that? And the reason why this is very significant is the fact is you're talking about a 78-year-old man. Now, if the Trump people, and I say if the Trump people, if they are uh, unsuccessful in getting to the root of the vote totals, of which I, I agree with President Trump. I don't believe these vote totals either. Um, the problem is, as I was talking with someone um, this morning who's very knowledgeable, and he was saying that, unfortunately, this is almost like they've committed a robbery like the bank vault. They've already emptied the vault. And to try to do it now, you're, you're a little – you're really behind the eight ball, right, trying to get information as to exactly what happened. But my point is <clears> – um, If they are unsuccessful, you know, they're already finding, though, look at all these people that are registering to vote in Georgia because they want to vote in the in the Senate races in Georgia. And these are Democrats that either live in a nearby state or wherever it may be. But these are people who don't live in Georgia. See, the new method by the progressives, by the Democrat voters is the the ends justify the means. So they feel that they're on the right. they, They feel they're on the right side of the issue. They feel that President Trump and the Republicans need to be stopped at all cost. So in their mindset, it doesn't even matter if they cheat in the election. They feel they are so much on the right path that if that's what it takes to win, then that's what it takes to win. Now, obviously, you know, everyone should have a problem with that. Um, they don't have a problem with it, but they should have a problem with it. And and it's it's obviously very problematic um, because now they're trying to go into Georgia. In Georgia, they really need to get a handle on this vote total. They've had problems with the vote total. You go back to when Stacey Abrams lost and she kept insisting she had won. So Georgia's problem, the epicenter. I'm, I'm still convinced in Rhode Island they need to get to the root of what happened. Now, there is a message. I received an email from the head of the Republican Party in Rhode Island. It's an email message. I'm going to play it coming up. Um, it's Susie Yankee and I, I'll, I'll listen. I haven't listened to it yet. I will play it and then I want to play it for you and then uh, kind of get a feel on it. But I also want to remind you folks with um, 
this type of weather, this type of year, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Let me ask you a question at 1233 on this Tuesday. If, if someone damaged your vehicle from a small fender bender to a nearly total vehicle, folks, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Now, maybe a family member or yourself or someone you work with, if you know anyone that has recently been in an accident, and maybe for different reasons, you just didn't get it fixed yet. Call West Fountain Auto Body. Call Kenny, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company, West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. The original... best since 1927 you can depend on west fountain auto body if your vehicle has been damaged drunk driver maybe someone hydroplaning people texting and driving there are people that just don't pay attention if you've been in an accident call west fountain auto body get it repaired 401-272-3340 so i want to play um i haven't heard this just yet but i see a message from the chairwoman Sue yankee get in the game the, the way the election transpired has made people, many feel angry, confused, helpless. The truth is you're not helpless. The only person you're stopping from helping is you. The 2022 election has already begun. If you're tired of sitting in the sidelines, ready to get in the game, and then she has email. So um, here is the new video of Sue Sienke. I'm Rhode Island Republican Party Chairwoman Sue Sienke. In what has already been a trying year, those hoping for a free and fair election that would give us leaders to help us through this crisis would dealt yet another blow on election night. Many Rhode Islanders went to bed on election night thinking they had a new school committee member or state representative. They even thought they had a returning president only to wake up the next morning to find out they were dead wrong. The way this election transpired has made many people feel angry, confused, and helpless. Yes. But the truth is, you are not helpless. In fact, the only person stopping you from helping is you. Right now, we are doing a deep dive into voter data to uncover voter and ballot irregularities. This requires many man hours and funds, both of which we need more of. The 2022 election has already begun. We need good Republican candidates for very winnable seats in our General Assembly. We also need Republican candidates to start making their voices heard on their local city and town councils. We have a race for governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, secretary of state, and treasurer coming in 2022 as well. We need people who are willing to roll up their sleeves to get good Republican leaders elected to these offices. If you feel like our state and our nation are coming apart at the seams, that's because they are. But the solution is not on social media. It's becoming part of the process and making your voice heard. If you are tired of sitting on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, email me at chair at ri.gop. Now, that's interesting. Um, It's different. Uh, I obviously don't want to be negative. I want to be supportive to Chairwoman Sienke. I think, though, a couple things about that. That's really taking a dig at people on social media. And I can understand that feeling like, hey, listen, don't just be complaining on Facebook and Twitter. However, uh, you know, 
the, the, the first part of that is the deep dive on the election. Um, this business of sitting on the sideline, we, where has the Republican Party been um, as far as the sidelines? I'm not convinced that people want to get into the, God bless me, into the game, excuse me, until they get to the root of the problem with the voting. I think it's a little premature. I do. I want to be supportive. I'll invite her on for that. Um, This is the first message we've heard. I did interview her after the election. But I believe, my opinion, folks, and again, good afternoon at 1238 on this Tuesday. I think you need to get to the root of the voting problem in the ballot situation, the voting list here in Rhode Island before you can legitimately ask people to run for office again. And I feel very, very strongly about that. Um, Someone asked me yesterday after the show, would I discourage someone from running? Until they straighten out the voting list. And I hadn't thought of that. I don't have a full answer yet. Um, I'm pretty close to that. I'm not ready to go there just yet. But unless something is done about the voting list in the voting situation in this state, you know, when I try to tell people that, I see people sending me messages about what's going on in Michigan sending things. Here's what's going on in Georgia. Here's what's going on in Pennsylvania. You can't control any of that until you fix things here. Um, do I think it'd be a waste of time until they fix the voting? Um, I, statewide? Statewide? I I, I want to have a conversation with uh, the party and what they plan to do about the voting list and challenging it before I go that far. I'm not there just yet, but I'll say this, unless something is done, unless something is done, it would be the definition of insanity, which is you, you repeat the same thing over and over and you just expect a different result. I mean, pretty close to that. Now, this is different. California Governor Gavin Newsom said yesterday a drastic new lockdown order may be necessary if the cases in the state of California now continue to surge to the highest levels. He made the remarks during a press conference after the holiday weekend. 50 million people are expected to travel despite tightening restrictions. Health officials have warned more cases are likely to prop up as a result of the holiday gathering. Newsom said officials are considering stay-at-home orders for areas with the highest case rates as it tries to head off concerns that the cases could triple hospitalizations and overwhelm intensive care beds. He said the red flags are flying in terms of trajectory and the projections of growth. If these trends continue, we're going to have to take much more dramatic, drastic action. In the past two weeks, hospitalizations have increased. Think of this now, California, by 89%. As of Monday, 7,800 patients were hospitalized. 12% of California's testing positive are likely to need hospital care within the next two to three weeks. Um, The biggest care is the intensive care unit. Now, what's unusual about the whole California situation, folks, is, I mean, they do have the benefit of the weather. They do have the benefit of the weather. So, um, you know, why it's so high, you know, you, you can eat outside in California. You can do a lot of things outside. 
in, uh, you know, certain parts of California, certainly in San Diego and Los Angeles and Santa Barbara and places like that. Um, let me just see. California over the weekend. Oh, okay. This is the piece on um, Fox News. Curfew order that went into effect for most counties Saturday night. Our next guest is a California sheriff who says she won't be enforcing it. Fresno County Sheriff Margaret Mims joins us now. And Sheriff, so good of you to join us. We appreciate it very much. Why did you decide not to enforce the curfew? Mm. Well, this is consistent with the actions or non-actions we've taken since this, the beginning. Um, I don't believe this is a law enforcement issue. We are so busy uh, enforcing and uh, keeping our citizens safe by arresting robbers and child molesters and uh, home burglars uh, that making criminals out of normally law-abiding citizens doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know we have talked about the crime stats in California. They have gone way up. Um, I, I know you're not going to criticize some of your colleagues, but we should point out that the San Diego County Sheriff says that he will enforce the uh, curfew. Uh, sheriff Los right, Angeles. That, that again is a, um, a sheriff. Good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro. That is a sheriff uh, out in California who's not going to enforce it. Now, I, I want to be very clear about something. Right now it's 1242. Um, folks, we, we are, what's going to happen I think everyone needs to, um, everyone's going to have to make decisions here, okay? We're all dealing with the same, everyone's been handed the same amount of information. It, it, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt where then just everybody goes off onto the road. Everyone's been handed basically the same consistent information. There, there's no surprises here. Right. It's it's a contagious virus. You start to get symptoms of sore throat. People say that their sense of taste goes away. Um, Heavy headache. Older people with underlying conditions can really put them into the hospital. Some people end up on a respirator. The vaccine is coming. This is um, this is crunch time. This is where everyone's being given the same information. And if people want to go ahead and just ignore the warnings, I'm, I'm not convinced there's a lot we can do about it right now. I'm really not. Um, the hospitals, and, and I hear from the people that denied yesterday, and especially sometimes when I do Facebook and I can engage people, and I, I probably will do a Facebook later, late this afternoon, maybe even early evening. I'm intrigued by some people that, um, I'm intrigued by the people that feel that they do their own research and they're doing their own research and they feel that it's really, you know, not that contagious, that the masks don't work and that they feel it's really just the flu. So now th- there are people that get flu shots. Right. And I got a flu shot this year. Some people don't get flu shots. Um, The White House. And I'm a Trump supporter. The White House didn't really take it seriously. And they had that what they call a super spreader event with Amy Coney Barrett at the White House. And it's very possible that either Amy Coney Barrett and her children, who were alone, I believe, for 40 minutes in the Oval Office with the president and the first lady, it's very possible that unknowingly 
they could have transmitted the virus to the first couple. And you remember, you know, it did put the president in, in Walter Reed. And then we've seen Mark Meadows and all these other people, Governor Chris Christie, um, all these people that were at either debate prep or they were at the Amy Coney Barrett situation, the president himself, they all came down with it. That, that was back in that was late September, right before the first debate. And prior to that, that Saturday night, the president seemed great. My point is, at this point, I'm, I'm just not sure what more needs to be said. There were people that, like, all the warning signs are there, right? The warning signs are there. They're, they're, I, I hear all this animosity towards Governor Raimondo. There's a lot of animosity towards Governor Raimondo. And people that don't want the stay-at-home order. And people that... Um, that are that are questioning all the restrictions that all these people are taking forth. And and by the way, I do agree that some of it, the vote was manipulated and, and the way that and we're gonna again talk to Bob Lancia again next hour. The way that um the way that they were encouraging people with the mail ballots, I I do agree that that was calculated in an attempt to affect the elections. I do I do agree with that. And especially the presidential election. Um, I was speaking with someone this morning who was, you know, saying what we've heard, which is President Trump actually did pretty well. Republicans did very well, especially in the House, better, much better than people expected. And um it's odd, but then so weird to believe that somebody went in and voted for a Republican man or woman running for Congress, but then voted for Biden. I don't believe that. There were a lot of ballots that only went for president. Um, I, I think that vote totals in question. But he, here's my point. At this point, this part of the game, it's 1247 on this Tuesday. If, um, if you're listing right now, and I spoke with someone yesterday. He, he said he doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't believe in it. Um, he thinks, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it's almost like his right as an American to not have to wear it. I, I, I don't know what to tell people like that. You know, there, there are people that are coming down with it. There are many people that are asymptomatic. And maybe there are people that want to roll the dice and feel that they're just not going to come down with it. And I, I'm confident that I can't. But I, I'll just say this. What I was reading to you earlier in reporting to you earlier, the professor, the um, the doctor at Brown University, the fact that it's affecting everyone across the board, meaning people that go in that have heart problems, but they don't have room, so they're sending them home. It's it's really just something to consider right now. I think right now on this Tuesday, December 1st, everybody has to make decisions and then they, they're going to have to live with the consequences. Meaning at this point, if it's Anyone that comes down with it through and many times you can't tell how you came down with it, but there's a lot of red flags there. Right. People are not cooperating with the the contract tracing. And this is not just a Rhode Island thing. The governor of New Jersey was saying that the virus seems rampant right now. People are inside. Um, If there are people that are just not. And maybe you're one of them, you just don't want to follow it. I think it's just, you know, you're making the choice to do that. 
there, there are some people for whatever reason, they, there are many people that we know in life that they learn the hard way. Um, I, it, it, it's kind of like pro, you proceed at risk. Proceed on your own. You, you don't think it's serious. You don't think you're going to end up in the hospital. You think it's all just a bunch of nonsense and it's a hoax and it's the flu. Then I, there's nothing I can say at this point. You have to be an adult. We do know the schools. Children belong in the schools. Children are lear- losing a lot by not being in the schools. Some of the people saying maybe in the new year they should go back and the distance learning. Losing a month of school is a lot for children to lose. Children belong in the schools. But adults have to be cautious. This is a time to be cautious. If you have a family member that ends up at the field hospital, and remember, you can't go and visit them at either the convention center or at uh, over in Cranston. It's like in the movie Contagion. When Matt Damon goes to the hospital and he's like, what, what do you, you know, what, what do you mean she's gone? She, she died. We tried everything. We, what do you mean? And then he's talking to the doctor like, can I go see her? He's like, she's gone. She died. And, and he's like, what, you know, Matt Damon is saying, what are you talking about? I was just talking to her this morning. Um, folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Residential services. They say, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. Call Coogsy, 401-732-6562. Call Coogsy, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Residential services, plumbing, heating, and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, and reliable. Uh, and you can also link right through to Petro.com. Um, Let's see. Here's the thing. I'm sick of being lied to daily. Auntie Gina needs to get back on her broom, go back to Neverland. There are some, some, still some people that don't believe it. I, I am not going to be able to convince. I'm not even going to try. There are people that just don't believe it. They're, they're telling you, try to stay home over the next two weeks. The hospitals are filling up and they're starting to use the field hospitals. So the regular hospitals are filling up and they're starting to use the field hospitals. And there are some people that just don't believe it. I, 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 it's not up to, I, I am certainly unable to convince anyone like that. At this point, I'm not even going to try. Folks, as I've said, there are some people that believe the world is flat. There are, there are some people that believe the world is flat. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. History, scientists, they try to show them shots from out of space. There are some people living amongst us. That believe the world is flat. There are some people that believe that JFK is alive. He was not assassinated. Nope. There are some people that don't think we walked on the moon. I mean, it goes on. There are some people that think JFK Jr. is alive. Father and son have been reunited. There's some people think Bobby Kennedy's alive. Elvis is alive. I I am not going to be the one to convince them. Some people went to an island with Jim Jones. He said, everybody line up. We're all drinking the purple Kool-Aid. And what did 900 people do in Guyana? They lined up and drank the Kool-Aid. Boom, Jonestown. That didn't happen 200 years ago. People believe that. 
How do you think Bernie Madoff got away with fraud all those years? People bought into what he was saying. P.T. Barnum. What did P.T. Barnum say? Sucker born every minute. <laughs> Far be it from me. I'm not, I can't convince you. It's a hoax. All right. Fine. Since the invention of the cell phone where you can record things, no one has a UFO on tape. Since video cameras came out, no one's captured a UFO on tape. I'm just asking you to just consider that. Prior to that, all these people have gone up on spaceships. Now you can record it. All right, so you had your phone. Did you record when you were in the spaceship? Suddenly, the moment that people could record, nobody has a UFO. I'm just asking you to consider it. I'm also asking you to consider to stop by Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron and Melissa. Folks, delicious food. Everything is fresh. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, sausage and pepper, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, pizza strips, cannolis. They still have Trump chocolate donuts and Trump cupcakes. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, very easy to get to. Located right off of Silver Spring Street, it's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see Ron and Melissa. Look for them on Facebook. They have a good Facebook page, easy to get to. They're right near AAA in Providence. And remember, free coffee for police and military. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Well, folks, right now it's 1255. Now, remember, we're going till 2 o'clock. Representative Bob Lancey is going to join me next hour. Bob Lancey is going to join me next hour. Um, We're going to continue to talk about, and I want to get his thought on uh, the Republican Party, on their statement asking people to now get in the game and get involved. Um, I I think that's interesting, taking a jab at people on social media. Why do you need to do that? I get that. You know, they're not the first ones um, saying, you know, get off social media and actually do something. I'm not sure if that's how you lure people in, but um, that's the strategy. That is the strategy that they're that they're going with. But here are some headlines now with everything COVID. Burned out doctors warn of catastrophe. Uh, America's new normal, silent, obedient consent. Do we really need COVID police? UK bars, cinemas may require proof of vaccination to enter. That's the direction things are going. Um, sports keep playing through surds. It's getting ugly. It's true. How about the comedian that said COVID is no joke and he, t- he died two days later? I am unfamiliar with that. Comedian began chronicling his COVID-19 journey online. He died two days later. I've never heard of this guy. Joe Luna, East L.A. comedian. Uh, understand the dangers of COVID-19. When I hear people talk about COVID, I always thought to myself, man, you know what? I doubted it was that bad. Uh, he revealed in his own battle. How old? Let me just see if how old he is. Uh, I've been in a fight. He's 38 years old. Uh, it was like his lungs were hurting more than we all felt before. Um, he admitted risk factor. Not only did I test positive, I have pneumonia. I'm double amputee. Oh, all right. He's also a double amputee and diabetic. So, again. I'm not dismissing that, but we know that anyone that is in a situation like that, folks, if you have an underlying health condition, you you have to be cautious. 
if you are obese, you really need to be careful. All the warning signs are there. And the way the numbers are going right now, uh, COVID-19 hospitalizations top 400 in Rhode Island as second field hospitals open. So if there's over 400 in the hospital, no, I had someone yesterday saying, uh, I have a friend that said the hospitals are not crowded. Then believe the friend. Who am I? I don't know what to tell you. I'm just reporting the information that they're passing forth. You know, don't say you weren't warned. How about um, many times you go to a ski resort and a trail is closed because uh, ice and it's dangerous. There are still some people that ski. As luck would have it, something happens. Sometimes it's fatal. It's not like no one knew. On every package of cigarettes, warning, smoking causes cancer. People still smoke. They tell people when you get in the car, you have a better chance to survive an accident if you wear a seatbelt. Some people won't wear a seatbelt. Again, folks, this is now it's different. The, the, the um, one thing we're fortunate about is this is not afflicting children. The amount of children, it's very, very small, very little. Um, the amount of children that are being affected. So here's what we're going to do. It's 1259. Folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Now we're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. I will talk about the body of the murder victim discovered by hikers near the uh, 295 rest stop. I'm going to talk about that. And then also Representative Bob Lance is going to join me next hour uh, as he is going forward to try to challenge the vote. It's John DePietro. A lot more to go. The Power Hours next. Plus, we'll bring the latest numbers on COVID. So we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. And then another full hour to go right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Next hour, radio only. Put it on 99.9 FM or go to the website, DePietro.com, and just click on Listen Live. And boom, it's a live crystal clear feed. You can listen uh, very clearly there. Or the AM 1380 comes in very clear. So uh, it's Tuesday. It is December 1st. And right now it's 1 o'clock.